Hello, and welcome to another episode of Healing Through Pain, a podcast dedicated to the mission of walking people towards healing and health. In each new episode, we will discuss how to show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Here is your host, Stephanie West, a licensed practicing counselor in the state of Michigan, a teacher, and a professor who lives her life at the intersection of mental health and education. Thanks so much for following along. So as we get started here, I wanted to share two feedback pieces that I received from some seniors over the last couple of years. And I mentioned them not for like some sort of add a girl for staff, but the reason I get this type of feedback is because of a very specific kind of worldview that I have. So I was talking to the students that tend to be kind of part of my inner circle tend to be kind of the countercultural students, the ones who are kind of misunderstood, not necessarily misfits, but they're rough around the edges. They don't articulate themselves well. They have a lot of protective features. Like those are my jam because I see right through it and I come alongside of them and I kind of love them in that space where they assume they're unlovable or they work really hard to make themselves unlovable. And so a couple years ago, I had a girl and she just kind of, she just kind of stared at me for a minute and she said, Mrs. West, you just get it. You just get it. And she didn't have to say any more than that because I understood that she felt understood and that felt like everything to her because for so long she just felt misunderstood. She felt quirky and eccentric. And then this last year, uh, one of my senior boys is going into the police academy. And so, you know, he's kind of this manly man. I want to go out and be the hero and all of the things and really kind and compassionate as well. And he says to me, he said, Mrs. West, I think you're the bravest person I know. And I just was thunderstruck by an 18 year old boy who is, you know, full of courage and bravado looking at me in my mid thirties and saying, you're just brave. You're one of the bravest people I know. And even as I'm saying that, I can feel a little bit of this choked up feeling right now because it comes from a very specific life posture that I get to have, that I've had mentors walk into my life and help me cultivate. And it hasn't always been my reality that I get to be brave and I get to be proactive and assertive and live my life with bravery. And I get to do that now. But one of the reasons I do that is because I show up in my life believing that there's a bigger purpose at play. There's something far outside of me that is getting handled if I continue to show up each day. And it's the girl who's sitting there saying to me, you get it. Or the boy who's saying, you're so brave. And it's not a me thing. It's them looking out into the world and seeing people who get them or seeing people who are brave. And it says to them that they can do that too. And that's what I feel my purpose is. I feel my purpose is to help remind people of their own strengths and their own capabilities. And I can do that in the minutia of my day. I can show up passionately and excitedly because I believe that everything works together. And so I freely talk about coming from a faith context and my faith does guide me in that belief, but it's also my life guides me in that belief because I can look over almost every excruciating circumstance and understand the redemptive value of what happened there. And it's true. Sometimes things are just things and they don't mean anything. But often there are things much bigger at play than what we perceive to be going on. So for example, I had a frustrating circumstance a couple years ago where I lost like $200 worth of gift cards for one of our local stores, but it wasn't my money. It was someone else's money. So not only did I not have the money, but then I had to take $200 out of my pocket to pay. And at that point, 
point in time, there was kind of a financially fickle season that we were in where things weren't very consistent. And so that felt really, really frustrating. But the way I got through that was with this optimism that in someone else's story, they didn't have whatever they needed that day and some gift card showed up and filled in the gaps of their world. Now, again, it might be naive, it might be hokey, but I believe that's true. I believe that things work out that way. And so when the hard stuff happens, and this is a very trivial example because I'm talking about kind of on a a much more macro level, but when the hard stuff happens, I assume there's something else at play. And sometimes it's frustrating and sometimes it's hard, but I get through stuff more willingly because I believe it's bigger than me. There was a meme the other day that caught my attention or it was a Reddit post or something where the Grubhub driver went and got a delivery and then the guy who had ordered it messaged him and said, hey, I'm so sorry. I moved across the country and I didn't update my address. Unfortunately, I don't get to have this food, but it's on me. Go and enjoy your lunch. So in essence, he had just forgotten to update his address, but he had already paid for the food. So there was basically this free food for the Grubhub driver. And the Grubhub driver responded back a little while later and he said, thank you so much. Today's my brother's birthday. He's buried at the cemetery right down the road from where you sent me. So I went and I had lunch with my brother today. Thank you for that. And it might seem hokey. It might seem naive, but I do believe those things happen all the time. I believe the hard stuff is redemptive. I believe that even Even when we don't understand what's at work, something's coming, something's happening, something's in development. And I believe that because I've seen it in my own story. And these last 18 months have been hellacious. Now, the last couple months have been pretty excellent because, you know, you get kind of on the other side of that first year post-separation. But the entire world was dismantled for me. And I'm okay because I stayed in it and did the work of working on understanding what was going on, on healing, on trying not to repeat patterns and habits. And some days, the only thing that keeps you locked in is saying, this is bigger than me, so I have to keep showing up. If you start to look at your own life, You can probably connect the dots of things that you didn't know you needed and the way was paved for it to happen. And so yesterday, I'm I'm with a friend and I mentioned her on Monday's episode. She lost her fiance several months back and she's just, she's angry. She's so angry right now. And we're talking through it and I'm just hearing her hurt and she's saying, why would this happen? How could this happen? What's going on here? This just doesn't make sense to me. And I could only say, I know. And it's not our job right now to make sense of it. It's not our job right now to find the redemptive value. That's that's on the other side of this. That's what moving forward looks like. But today, you're just sad. And you can still be okay. Today, you show up in it. And you show up as best you can in whatever form. And you cling to the belief that something's afoot that's just bigger than you. And in my clinical work, I sit with people constantly. They want to know right now, what does this mean? And I just sit with them and I say, I can't tell you what this means, but I can tell you what it looks like to show up each day with the optimism that it means something, that it's going somewhere. But we can't take away the pain. We can't take away the hard because that's literally where the growth happens. We can wonder how to recover from what feels like blow after blow after blow. And the bummer is that's life. Life really is blow after blow after blow. And there's good stuff too. I was listening to a video the other week and it was a woman talking about her coach. 
as she was preparing for the Olympics and the coach said to her, you've got to remember the rule of one thirds because she had a really, really poor workout. It just wasn't going well for her. And he said, you've got to live with the rule of one thirds. A third of the time, things are going to be easy and it's going to come to you naturally and things are going to be locked in and it'll be awesome. And then a third of the time, things are just going to be, they are what they are. They're not good. They're not bad. They're neutral. And then a third of the time, it's going to be really, really hard and you're not going to want to do it and you're going to feel like you can't get through it. But somehow you do. And that's life. But you keep showing up because if you want to get to the good stuff, if you want the neutral stuff, you've got to go through the hard stuff too. Now we have to hold things somewhat loosely or we might not recover from loss. If I demand that things look a certain way and I'll only be happy when, then there's going to be fundamental issues that show up when loss happens. We're not going to know how to move through it. And for some of us, we're going to refuse to move through it. I can think through right now several significant things that could happen in my life that would level me. Key people that if I lost them, it would take a long time to move forward. Key situations that if they went away, I would experience profound lamentation, but I would still have to figure out how to move forward. I would still have to figure out how to show up. I would still have to figure out what's the bigger picture. And you only do that over time. But that's why you stay locked into your own life because what you're doing right now has a bigger purpose and meaning than you might think it does. Showing up in your life has a different trajectory if you keep showing up for yourself or if you decide, nah, never mind, I'm gonna tap out. They look significantly different. Every morning when I do my devotions and when I pray specifically, I just have rampant gratitude that I wake up and I have a strong body. I have gratitude that I have nutritious food that I have access to. I have friends who cultivate me and speak truth into my life. I have intellectual compatibility with really cool people that help me grow and help me learn more about the world around me. I have people in my life that are patient with me. I have people in my life who are strong emotionally, who show up for me. And I can sit in the hard stuff and still have gratitude for the other pieces that are going well. And I can have optimism that it all works out for the good. If and when my context changes, I can understand that I lived while I had the opportunity. While I had health, I did what I could with it. While I had my cognition, I've gone out and I've used it in a way that is productive and and hopefully give some sort of relief to other people as they get mental health education. In my friendships, while they're ongoing, they're incredible. They're this really cool thing that I get to experience right now. And if and when things shift, I believe something else is afoot and I will have to navigate the hard stuff. I'll have to navigate the grief that comes with change. I'll have to navigate that I like things as they are now. I'll have to figure it out when things change. But while I have these things going on, I'm going to trust that my efforts will have a payoff and I'm going to trust that it's just bigger than me. I believe it all works together. And here's the thing, if you don't see this, there's probably significant pain points in your past that still need to be processed through. That's the nature of pain and grief and healing. So Elizabeth Kubler-Ross is the one who did the grief cycle. So what is loss, what is grief, what is change? And we talk through anger and bargaining and depression and acceptance and denial. And it's all part of the cycle. And she had collaborated with a man. And after she passed, this man reached out to her family and said, I'm wondering if you would allow me to put a sixth stage in this particular framework. And that's the stage of meaning making, which means if and when we go through the healing process and we don't make meaning of it, the mission isn't complete. The journey's not handled. So you still show up and you still do the work to try to sort through what's actually going on here. And that's the place we want to land, but we don't want to rush it. 
as I'm walking with this girl this last weekend, I don't say to her, well, you know, it's been three months. It's, it's about time you, you know, look at the next thing. I say to her, of course you're angry. Of course you're sad. You're living in two different places right now. You're living with the, the sadness that walking down the aisle in a few months isn't going to happen. And here on out, this will always be the after. After you've lost him, that's the life that you're in right now. And it's excruciating and it's sad. And I'm sorry with you and I'm sorry for you that that's where you're at. And I can't tell you what it means, but you're also living in the reality that if you keep showing up today, if you show up tomorrow, if you keep showing up through this, you will get on the other side of this and there will be something that strikes you as redemptive because that's the way it works. And it's a process and it takes a long time. And if this feels like silver lining or placating or something offensive, that would not be my intent. But if it is, I would wonder if there's some healing that has to yet happen. Get yourself with people who will let you vent, let you reorganize, let you rail against them. Get with some people who will do that with you and for you. And perhaps the redemptive piece shows up. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. Please share this content with friends and family. Feel free to connect with Stephanie at healingthroughpain21 at gmail.com. Until next time, be well.